right, everyone, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here, Tennessee Wildcast. I'm Doug Markham, Jason Harmon. How's it going, Doug? Todd over yonder. When are we going to turn the camera on, Todd? Uh, when we get some motorized faders, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I can't reach the camera right now. We need to hire some more grippers and there stuff you go. like that. There you yeah, go. anyway, this is our weekly podcast show talking about the agency, talking about folks who work with the agency. We got a special guest today, somebody who, somewhere in between that, working for the agency and not working for the agency. Yeah. We'll get to it in a He's few a minutes. He's a great guy. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot of cool information today. Anyway, Jason. Before we get to the subject of our show, we're going to talk about volunteers today and give you an idea. If you ever wanted to work for TWRA with us yep. and you don't want to get paid, <laughs> we're going to tell yeah. you how you can do that. We might cover your gas to and from, but... That's yeah. right. Yeah, you'll like it. Though. You'd yeah. have fun with us. Anyway, let's uh, let's get started today. We're going to start on a, on, on a sad note for us, but we're going to... Uh, start on a sad note with great with memory, knowing that this person did great things for the sportsmen of Tennessee mm-hmm. and um, just people in general. Anyway, uh, we lost Shane Hall recently. Shane passed away. Shane did the moment of freedom for the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, and our guests can talk about that in a few minutes on here. Jim Stroud's our guest, by the way. We'll get to him here in a second. But Shane passed away recently after a, a fairly long battle. Uh, with with an illness and we just hate it he mm-hmm. just was one of the most energetic guys i ever saw he was he was wheelchair bound had been for a long time got in an accident many years ago yep. and turned that accident into something positive and what he did was created a lot of places for other folks that had the kind of disabilities of wheelchair or mobility issues he turned them into where you could he built access areas blinds and other things so you go hunting or fishing across the state and his legacy will be with us for a long long time but he was a great person and we're going to miss shane and everything he did for everyone he had a grand vision of of providing opportunities for wheelchair bound people and and uh brought it to the agency and brought it to the commission and then got them stirred up and took it from there and he was a great asset to the agency, and hate to and and to the end, to he was him. trying to get back and do work all the way to the end. And we'll get Jim to speak to, about him in a little bit. But uh, Shane was probably as energetic and outgoing and as positive a human being as I ever met. And uh, he could have been just the opposite in his lifetime, and he chose to he chose to go the other way. Yeah. So anyway, all right, let's talk about a few other things. If you didn't see last week's show, um, you ought to watch it because it really affects. You, if you're a sportsman and you're buying licenses, we are changing the way licenses are sold in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and it's going to be positive. We oh, yeah. had Alicia Chasty on here last week and Mike May, and the show's still out there for you to watch, and they're talking about a new vendor we have in Tennessee starting on Halloween Day, and your licenses are going to look different. They're going to look like what you're seeing on the board. They're going to look like uh, you see the old license and the new license. They're going to be a piece of paper, and you're going to, I think you're going to like it a lot, uh, the paper that you get to put in your pocket and you can do everything that you need to, to get licensed up right at the house. A lot easier to hang on to, really. I mean, because you can print it out if you lose one, print out multiple copies, you know, fold it up in your wallet, and and it's got all your licenses right there on it. And uh, just and goes down just, in order. And yeah. if you want to add one, you can. You go go buy another one. They'll run you out another piece of paper, or you can do it right at the house. You can right do it at a license agent yeah. or house. And the other licenses, that's the old style license. There are still going to be some agents. They told us last week. That are selling that they call it durable stock, mm-hmm. and uh, and then there's there's something we're not going to talk about in great detail yet, but there is going to be a card, a collector's license that I, that we can talk about a little bit now. It's it's been passed by the legislature. They had to run it through the legislature, but it's going to be a neat little card yeah. that's got some cool art on it 
that you can stick in your pocket. A little and, collector's piece. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be nice. We're going to do a big deal on that in the weeks ahead. And you also saw out there our app Jason had thrown up there or thrown up there now. Uh, don't forget our phone app. There's also a lot of work going on it right now. roll out a new version of that real soon. Anyway, you're going to like that too, I think. It's going to make life a lot easier. But even during the transition, you can t- continue to check in your deer, your harvest deer right on that phone. And Michael told us last week 80% of people are now checking in online, either on their computer at their home or a tablet or that phone right there. Mm-hmm. So just about eliminated the need for me to go look in the mouth of dead deer anymore. Did you ever get to do any of that? <laughs> no, I stayed away from that. Todd ever? Todd, no, y'all never got to have that fun. Anyway. Well, yeah, I just stayed right. behind the camera. Shoot you doing that. Yeah, thanks a lot. Those days are done. <laughs> All right, then I want to remind everyone, Jason, that the turkey season, the fall turkey season, you got till this weekend uh, before it comes to an end. And mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't gone yet, you can go out and bag one turkey in a county, if that county is open, right, Right with either shotgun or archery. Yeah, shotgun now, so that gives you guys that don't hunt archery a chance to run after some fall turkeys. It does. It gets a chance to get outside, and that's either either sex. We do that in the fall, but not in the spring. And uh, you can get out there and, and have a good time for a few more days. Mm-hmm. Get that one bird, you can go to another county. That's you can do that, and if that county is open. And then through those up there, through these fishing shots up there, our guys out on the water, <clears throat> you might see them in the, in the next few weeks on your favorite reservoir running around with these hoop-looking nets. Uh, they, they'll pile them up on the front when they're done or before they put them out. And what they're looking for this time of year are, are, are crappie, and a, and a crappie they're looking for are this long. That's what they want to see, something mm-hmm. that's about two or three inches long. It's how they go out, and they estimate how well the crappie did with their last um, with their last spawning period, how right. many fish survived all those months and they got up to that size, and then they'll determine whether uh, the crappie um, what lakes need how much crappie with their stocking. Okay, mm-hmm. some lakes will have really good reproduction years, some will have really poor. They'll go into those areas where it was really poor and they'll supplement with with crappie that are created in our hatcheries. And I think there's a shot of a a crappie in there somewhere that's a black nosed crappie. That's what we're stocking right. these days. And Speaking of fisheries, commission meeting coming up this week or this next week, that. and uh, they'll be setting the fish eggs. It is, and you can go out on our website, look in the newsroom, and you can see what's been proposed. Mm-hmm. And then you and Todd will be there streaming it. it. I mean, you'll 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 stream it a day after the commission. Yeah, it'll be online. You can watch it after after the meeting. It'll be up. You know, hopefully within hours. It may take a day, depending on our connections. And stuff. tweet a little bit. We'll be tweeting during yep. the meeting. Also, we'll be too. tweeting what's going on and and probably putting some stuff on facebook as well so. i don't remember there being any great big changes there is some talk on kentucky lake about changing some limits i don't know if it'll happen but the discussion is their own crappie mm-hmm. about size and, and the number the krill limit right don't know if it'll happen but you probably do want to keep an eye on that and see what's going on other than that it's not great big changes and just don't forget uh let's see what we got still got the tag boards out there trying to get people to, to send some pictures in and how to do that is just go on your favorite social media site Post your photo and hashtag it. Team Wildlife, if it's just general outdoor photos, y'all having fun outside, or if it's a deer hunting shot or a fishing shot or a turkey shot, something you've harvested or caught, use TN Trophy Room and put it right there on a trophy room, and yeah. everybody can see it. Get some, getting some neat photographs out there, some mm-hmm. deer that are quite incredible. Yeah, we could. I could show a quick a quick picture of the of what's going on on the on the tag boards. Let's pull it over here for people at home to see. There's the trophy room. Some nice deer killed this year already. Yeah. A lot of father and son hunts. That's neat to see that. And we'll be talking more about some some of that those kind of hunts coming up here pretty soon. So. Yes, sir. And with we, Mr. Jim Stroud. Yeah, we are. And I want to remind everyone, 
past shows out there. Donald Hossie was on a few weeks ago talking about youth hunts and, and wounded soldier hunts and, and a women hunt. All that stuff's coming up. We're getting on that time of year, and, and Jim's going to talk about that here in a minute, too. We'll remind everyone, we also, our Facebook, that you ought to spend some time on our Facebook. There's a lot of great information, and now we've merged all our pages, and so you can see what's going on across Tennessee yeah. on one page. And it's amazing how much work is going on in the water and in the fields and the woods out there. It's awesome to see the activity, too, coming into the Facebook, just having the one there and everybody communicating in one place. And everybody's happy. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> Mostly. getting all kinds of views and shares and likes. And uh, don't forget to like this show. Speaking or, of that. Yeah. There you go. go like ahead. and share this show. Uh, we'll put it out on Facebook, advertising this show. Like it, share it, and we will draw for winners for hats. Like Mr. Jim Stroud. Let me pull up Jim. Yeah, let's get Jim. He's got a hat on. See there? Yeah. Brand new Wildcast hats and um, and T-shirts. So you can choose which one you want, a hat or a shirt, and uh, we'll throw in a sticker or two. How about that? That sounds good. That'll be out there. Uh, and uh, we, we like our little logos there. So yeah. we want people to know about it because we feel like this is where you'll learn a lot of what's going on. You don't have to say... You don't have to say, well, y'all never tell us what's going on, because we're always trying to tell you what's going on, and you can learn it right here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk to Jim. Yeah. Jim Stroud is one of everybody's favorite uh, folks around this agency, because he's given a good portion of his life to the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, to the to all the youngsters that hunt in these, in these youth hunts that we have, and to the women, and to wounded soldiers that we were just talking about. Jim, you're just Mr. Volunteer. Well, it's been a blast, Doug. You've had a good time. I know you have, but you're so talented, Jim. Jim can build. He can do anything. He's He does uh, – you have a lawn business when you're – or what would you call it? It's landscape. Landscaping business. Lawn care. And um, does wonderful work with that. So Jim does a lot of everything, and he's a good hunter. And, and why it's in my head right now, Jim, we worked with you a couple, three years ago, Jason and I did, mm-hmm. and you put helped us put together a really good field dressing video on deer and that we're going to post that on the facebook page yeah, we'll, or link we'll link that to facebook uh, it's out on our youtube channel right now but we'll get that out there for folks to see it's deer season right now and people want to know how to do that yeah, well yeah. it's actually deer processing deer processing right, thank right. you uh, i said field did not deer processing right. we're going jim's going to show you from after the deer is taken yeah uh, all the way down to putting it in bags Right. So thank you, Jim. And how, what kind of deer season are you having so far? Before we get into all this other stuff, I hadn't hadn't been able to hunt yet. Doug. Okay, uh, and you know I had a little operation. I couldn't go out and do a little bow hunt yet, but we did go take some stands down and try to rearrange them. And and I'm getting ready to. I'm, I may try to crossbow since I can't draw my bow, so I'm gonna try. Have that. you historically, other than than this fall, been a, a are you an archery hunter? Do you usually oh, get out this time of year? My avid archery hunter. I. I've probably harvested 90 deer with a bow and arrow in my years. Well, give us a good tip this time of year, Jim. You don't have to be going this year as much experience as you got. What's a good – what do they need to know about hunting in the fall? Right now, get out and start looking for scrapes and and rubs. The deer are actually scraping right now and and look for, you know, food sign, uh, persimmons, acorns, you know, where they're going back and forth bedding to the food and get in between and find, you know, if you're looking for a buck, you don't get on the scrapes and – the bucks are starting to butt heads a little bit right now and getting the feeling of a little bit of the rut. But, you know, just a small, younger one's more of in that field. But a little later on, like the first next month, you're talking, you know, rut starting. So I'd be looking for scrapes and, and you know, look for the big ones. And the big rubs, that's where the big deer are, you know. <laughs> yeah, muscle loader season will be here before you know it, and that's yeah, a good prime time for that's, the rut. That's prime rut time, you know, when you get into muzzle loading. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, everybody's getting excited right now. Well, so. Jim, I know that you you hunt deer for a variety of reasons. You're a big deer venison. You're you love cooking it. You love eating it. Oh, you yeah. hunt for the food a lot. But do you also are you careful about hunting for the buck? Do you? I'm, I'm actually not a, a rack hunter. Okay. I I, 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 I harvested nine deer last year and every one of them for food. And mm-hmm. you know, I like the smaller deer. People say don't kill the baby. I like the younger deer. They eat better. They're really good. And uh, but uh, you know, like I said, I, I cooked a bunch of deer this weekend. I had 170 people at my house eating deer, and and I've invited and you know, introduced deer to a lot of people that never ate it before. And, and there's a lot of people's had their heads turned because they got the deer meat it wasn't good because people didn't know how to exactly. process, uh, cook it. And if you eat deer that's cooked right, you'll be wanting to eat it all the time. I ate some of your deer a few years ago, Jim, at one of your events, and it was fantastic. It was it was really good. And I, I sometimes don't understand that. It's like we didn't have we weren't cooking cattle out of processed store from stores that were processed 200 years ago this is what we were eating was right. deer and, and you ought to give it a chance because it, it doesn't get much better a deer an elk a turkey exactly and uh it just it just takes a little that olive, a olive oil and seasoning and, and brown sugar and and baking it with the and kind of gets in there and boils in that juices and, and it gets tender and then it's good yeah Okay. Do you let do you let your deer age over time? Like, do you hang them and let them age? I, I never age a deer. I mean, I have, mm-hmm. and, and I process most of my deer when I bring them right in and vacuum seal them, get them right in the freezer, yeah. and I have no different with the taste. And and sometimes you can age an older deer and it'll get a little more tender. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good idea. But you know, I I normally don't. Uh, I try to get it put away as quick as I can. Yeah. I don't want it to ruin or yeah. something happens. So, Jim, if you're sitting in that tree stand and a 12-point buck comes, you, you pass it up and say, that one's, no, that one's not what I'm looking for. Uh, it, it depends on how big a 12-point buck. You know, a, a three-and-a-half-year-old deer, I probably won't. I yeah. mean, if you get a nice monster, and then that deer hadn't produced right to me right now, so I haven't killed one. What? Yeah. Talk I, about. I let a nice three-and-a-half-year-old deer walk last year. Oh, Did really? You? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about the feeling when a big, big bruiser walks by like that. Oh, everybody, you know, gets excited, and you know, it used to really excite me in the younger days, especially bow hunting. I'd see them big ones up like lamb between the lakes, and you, they'd be out of reach, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, and I've been over to scrapes, the monster scrapes, and see them. I've seen a big monster walk out and get to where I walked in, smell me, and turn around, and walk right back the same way it goes. Yeah. And so you know, them deer are smart, and mm-hmm. big deer are smart. But in the middle of the rut, they go stupid. So if, <laughs> if you want to kill a monster deer, that's the time to kill it. Yeah, yeah. My, what about a month maybe away from that, give or take? Right, I'd say about the middle of November is your best rut She said muzzleloader is about hitting it right. Right, right, right exactly. In a lot right. of people take off work during that time. <laughs> yeah, well, they're working on their offices might as well, right? All right. I love bow season, though, because you're out there and you ain't hearing a lot of shooting. And, mm-hmm. you're, and you're still warm and, and you ain't freezing to death. And, and everything's just beautiful. It's just the greatest time to be hunting just out there in the woods during the archery season. Yeah. All right. Well, again, it's it's a processing video Jason put together, the shot Jim, and and you really, if you've never processed a deer, go out and watch it because Jim just does it step by step all the way to the end, all the way to the bag, if I recall, right? Mm-hmm. Put, get yeah. ready, put it in the freezer, and you br- and you cut them down into different. And it's not hard steps. to do, and 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 you save yourself seventy five to hundred dollars, you know, yep. doing it yourself. Okay, and you know where the meat's coming from and going to. Yeah, and, I, I didn't use nothing high tech 
when we did that was mostly just hand saws and, and knives and yeah and unless we're grinding some mm-hmm. you know but that's yeah. only and then there's that important part about making sure the meat is clean and right keeping the... all the white stuff out of it and mm-hmm. yep. the okay. fat because deer fat is not good and and then if you want to grind some and don't like it real lean you want to add a little fat add some you know some beef fat in there mm-hmm. okay and as a person who's eaten many many deer and cut many deer up are you a backstrap person in the end? Is that the best thing, or is there something better on a deer in that backstrap? Backstrap's hard to beat. Okay. You know, you got them two little tenderloins in the middle underneath yeah. the. But you know, they're they're good. But the backstrap's probably your best because when you're looking at a backstrap, what that is is the eye, of the T-bone, it's the eye, of the ribeye, and it's just without the bone. You're ripping all that out because when they slice up. T-bone steaks, ribeye steaks, and then you get down to the round steaks, and that's all the hump, the rump, rump and all that's your round steaks and stuff. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about a backstrip, you're talking about the eye, the T-bone, and then in the ribeye, the prime prime part of the meat. It's starting to hurt me just a little bit right <laughs> I'm now. I'm getting hungry. We need some eggs <laughs> and some, and some tuna this morning. All right, Jim, let's talk about volunteerism. You have done many, many things for the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Age. You helped us to do to to put on hunts across the state and other things not just hunting events um, you've helped us at the national wild turkey federation with setting up our booths and i mean it goes on and on and on but how did you get involved with being a volunteer in tennessee how long have you been a volunteer with our agency uh probably 32 or three years how, how'd you get started i started actually started as a hunter education instructor which okay. i still am i actually got a class going on this week with a couple of guys gary kite and caleb stratton and uh, Mike Murdoch, and uh, but that's how I got started. Actually, I used to shoot tournament archery, and back in the in eighties, you know, I'm a big big archery shooter, and and a guy named Larry Harris, which was wildlife officer in Davidson County at the time, he said, "I need you to come help my hunter Ed teach archery." And so I said, "Okay, I'll do that," and that's how it all kind of got started. I've heard of Larry Harris. I, I never met him. He was gone right before I got here, but he's a great officer, and he yeah. pulled you into Yeah. <clears throat> okay, and so you started that way. Tell us a little bit about hunter education before we get into other stuff. If somebody wants to become a hunter education, because that is a way that we get a lot of volunteers. It's right. one of the programs where they come in the most. How do they do that? Well, to become an instructor, first you want to go to class and talk to the instructor there, and he'll help you get set up, and then you go meet with uh, Randy Husky. and uh, The and agency. Randy Husky is our statewide. Fill out the paper and, and yeah. pass all the stuff that you need to, you know, your inspect, you know the, what you sent in to get you checked out and all that. Mm-hmm. And then they'll send you to a class where you can – be taught to be a certified is that the instructor. one is that a henry horton or is it a various well they've places? done it in several places i, I think in bell buckle at one time okay. and, and uh they may have done a henry horton i, I don't i don't know about okay. that one they'll but tell I, you all I, that I, yeah that, but they will they'll get that figured out for you but but then you help teach class and you get certified and we really need instructors because we're all getting old we you know we're gonna need somebody to replace us and uh we're getting some younger bunch in there and get them going but you know you got all these these uh online deal now and then you have the field days and it's it's getting to be a little bit more easier to get the hunter education class done where you don't have to go to a class five days a week three dollars a night but you know i like that hands-on stuff because mm-hmm. i think they learn better and, and get a better way we, we concur with that we agree yeah. we think that if you're going to go send it to where you can talk to people like jim who knows what they're talking about and and if your kids have a question they can sit there and ask you that question right and get it going there and and, and they remember 
you and you leave an impression because I, I i taught a class yes, one time out at the gun club and i went turkey hunting that next spring and i pull up there and there's a car sitting there and i get out and i said well somebody's already here and the guy comes and said how you doing i said fine i said you hunting here he said he said yeah you was my hunter education instructor i said well let's go turkey hunting he said i'd love to go turkey hunting with you so we hunted together that day <laughs> you know this stuff like that you know and and he said man i enjoyed your class and and i'd like to turkey hunt with you so i said let's, let's go let's do it yeah still enjoy it after all these years oh, yeah. jim just teaching okay but you also do a lot of stuff with with uh these youth hunts we have and warrior hunts and so forth and so on are we always looking for volunteers there to help with that kind of stuff yeah, we, we can use all we can get most of the time. Uh, sometimes we may have more volunteers than we have hunters on some things, but, but we always encourage people to help out. And mm-hmm. Like I said, we're all getting kind of up there. And, and, uh, you know, we're going to have to slow down one of these days. <laughs> uh, we saw there's a video out on our Facebook this week that Jason put together, went down and said Buffalo Ridge, and mm-hmm. you guys are putting up tree stands. Right. Is that typical of the kind of stuff that you do as a volunteer, help them with the tree stands prior to the hunts? A lot of stuff going on oh, yeah, there's, before the kids ever get there. We got like 45 stands down there, and we have to go check them, make sure there's no bees there, the straps are good, everything's secure, and we don't want nobody to get in there and, and go in a stand that hadn't been checked out. So right. we got to go and do, check every one of them. We, you know, and then we got shooting houses, like you are talking about, Shane inspired us to build a, a handicapped shooting house, especially for soldiers and stuff. Right. And they get full of red wasps, and it, it's pretty fun. You, you, was you was when we got in that little ordeal with all them red wasps. No, I missed that. You I, just left, I guess, Jason. But that would have been some good video, Jason. And, and Freddie comes up, I didn't check that, and I said, there's 500 wasps in there. You didn't do a very good job. <laughs> Fred counts. All right, uh, while you mentioned Shane, tell us what your thoughts on Shane are. Oh, Shane was a great guy. I, you know, I didn't know Shane real well, but I'm, I I got the pleasure of working with him at a few times at some events, the Wounded Warrior events and stuff, and just a great guy, and we're really going to miss him. And, and like I said, he inspired a lot of this handicap stuff we got going on, mm-hmm. and just, you know, it's hard to beat people like that. It is. He's something else. Moment of Freedom, if you haven't been on our website looking for it, it's, yeah. you scroll down and you'll see it under. Or momentoffreedom.org will get you there, too. Right, right there. So uh, if you want to look for a place to hunt across the state and you have some mobility issues, that's what right. you can do. So, all right. All right, Jim. What other projects have you worked on through the years? Uh, uh, well, no, let me back up on that. These projects that you're working with the kids, pretty satisfying and with the wounded soldiers and with the women. Is there a difference in the way you feel about each one of them? Well, they're all about the same. I, I enjoy taking anybody and, and getting them out there and putting them in a stand and then go back and help them retrieve a deer or, or try to, you know, put them in the right spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, the kids really inspire you know we have a great time then because the hunt we do is is has to be their first deer they never have killed a deer there's one coming up soon it's never yeah, ne- killed next deer. weekend it's it's the one we do at buffalo ridge and you never could have harvested deer before so you know That's and awesome. I, I i know i stand there a couple of years ago or so and the deer we had hanging and i'm watching them kids in there and these does hanging up and they're walking around like it's a 15 or 20 point buck or whatever you know they're talking got their hands high got this and that. <laughs> it is so fun to watch these kids I, i'm i enjoy that more than anything is getting them out there and then you know we do the women's hunts and and they they kill their first deer and and, and they get so excited it's just and emotional too some oh, of those way emotional videos i've shot out you know out there some of those 
becoming outdoors woman hunts and you know the, the girls the ladies are just so emotional that they've killed a deer and it's just the greatest thing in the world and they're, they're, they're crying over the deer which is awesome i mean it's that they're that, that excited about it you know jim we try really hard to get women involved in the outdoors we have the the beyond outdoor women yeah. and we have all kinds of stuff for women that you can go learn about right but have you found through the years that once they're given an, the ladies are given an opportunity that they're just as passionate as any man ever is about. oh they're worse they <laughs> they all start buying more stuff and getting more involved than most men do mm-hmm. and and they're more picky about like that gun's shooting a little bit too far to the right you know or stuff like that uh but what really gets me is is you get the woman to come and start hunting you get the whole family yeah uh, you know, that's a good point uh, you know because if the dad just goes hunting you know mom and kid may never go but you take the mom you're all going hunting now. have you found any of the men are, are liking that in the cases where they might have a husband or a boyfriend or whatever fiance are you finding that the men like it well i think they get a little jealous because they don't get to go <laughs> and, and especially when mama kills a big old buck that you know in this special place and he can't hunt there yeah. you know or you know stuff like that and uh, that's one thing these kids and women and these soldiers get a, a amazing opportunity to, to right. have a nice deer there's a lot of nice deer on that property it's been the, well managed the, the, yeah the farm we do the the special hunts on and that's if we've killed me it's 130 deer off at, at 2,000 acres and that's un, unreal off of mm-hmm. buffalo ridge yeah, yeah. okay yeah. all right well it may be too late to get involved in this youth hunt this time but it will come around again right it yes. will be back here as jim knows before you know it jim will be back down there working on that thing so get your kids involved next year maybe if you can right it's it's a great hunt to be on and food's good and uh, you know atmosphere is good it's all good we're on that time of year jim where there are a lot of youth hunts not just buffalo ridge cheatham wildlife management area has been doing one for decades and then there's others across the state and more right. cropping up all the time you got to keep an eye on our websites but these things keep on coming up and a lot of the officers help initiate them in the fields but it's the volunteers i don't think any of them could do it without the volunteers right we got it we need mentors you know we have a lot of kids that don't have a mentor so you, you know come and, and sign up and get checked out and be a mentor I mean, we'd love to have you out there, you know, taking some kid out. Yeah, because with, with the youth hunt, the, the kid has to have a mentor. Yeah, you have to have a mentor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a good point. And uh, so, you know, we used to do Cheatham before we got Buffalo Ridge. And, you know, that, you're talking 20,000-plus 20, 20, acres, and there's a lot of – we can get a lot of hunters out there. Yeah. And we need a lot of mentors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. And if you're hearing some stuff, it's a little construction going <laughs> yeah, on behind us right. in this building. So, anyway – um all right jim and, and what about the soldiers there are, are the soldiers that we work with or that you've gotten to work with on these youth hunts are all of them wounded in some way are they they have mobility issues are there other issues that they they are dealing with but they can go hunting a little bit of everything most most of them are have been wounded and we have several that can't hardly walk and you know and we work with them and get them in the right places and but great bunch of guys I mean, I, that's my favorite hunt of the year mm-hmm. is getting out with these guys. And are, are, there, are most of them former hunters, or are they folks that are looking to, to, to start hunting because they've never done it for a combination? I took a fellow out. He wanted um, one of us to go with him, so I stayed with him. It was a nice storm that hit us, and it was a pretty rough morning. It's the first time he ever deer hunted. He was from Chicago, and uh, he was a, 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 a Mexican uh, – type of 
Hispanic? Hispanic, yeah. Hispanic, Hispanic, yeah. Hispanic, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was trying to get that out. Okay. Uh, but anyway, and, and he never hunted before, and his name was Juan. He said, just call me John. And I said, <laughs> okay, John, we're, we're going. We got in the stand the first morning. It was ice everywhere. We, you know, it wasn't very good. He froze. But we'll do better this afternoon. We'll go down to the bottom where it's a little warmer. And so he got to we were setting up there right at prime time. I said, look there, John. There's one right in front of us coming down the road, and he couldn't find it. And I said, right there, John, by that tree. He finally got up there on it. And and I said, shoot him. And before I could say shoot him, he done shot him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, it was like you gave him a million dollars. You know, he killed his first deer. And, awesome. and uh, we had a great time doing it. And it was fun. Do you all volunteer to help them? As good as you are with your, your processing, do you all help them a little bit? Do you teach oh, them how to dress a deer and then maybe even process them too? We'll let them do it themselves if they want to, or we'll show them how, or whatever it takes. And, and then we'll, we'll track them, whatever we need to do, and then we'll bring them in. And then we take them and get them processed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll take them back to like Fort Campbell in boxes and have it all ready for them. All right. And sometimes cook deer for them? We cook we cook deer for them sometimes at camp when we cook and we have a pretty good mess hall at our camp. It, I bet you, you know, do. We, most of us don't look like we missed two or three meals, <laughs> but uh, yeah. we have great food and we we do a lot of effort at keeping everybody fed good and and warm. Have nice campers for them to stay warm in and. All right, Jim. You can you can watch one of the previous hunts we did out the wounded warrior hunts or right. so wounded soldier hunts or whatever you want to call it. But remind them how to get to Jim's processing tape yeah video. on youtube you can watch the wounded soldier hunt the bow hunts the youth hunts you can watch jim's video on how to process a deer right there on youtube it's real easy and uh well and we'll yeah. put it on facebook we'll right. put a link out there right. on our facebook page mm-hmm. so that you can do it jim you're great and um glad you're doing good well i think y'all doing a good job too oh, thank i you. appreciate it jim. thank you anything else uh well watch Watch yep. this show Yep. And on Facebook. Catch it on Facebook. We're going to post it out there and share it. Share yeah. it, like it, whatever, and you'll have a chance to win a hat, Somebody a shirt, some hats. and we'll throw in some stickers as well. How's and, that? And Jim gets hat because he was on the show. Hey, oh, it's yeah. great hat, guys. I like it. <laughs> thank All you, right. Jim. I'm a hat man. Right. Thank you, Jason, Todd, Jim. Thank you. All our shows are still out there. This is 34 or something like that. A lot of great shows. Go out and watch them.